Hello, friends. Today's episode is brought to you by From Within Records. September 10th, Once in Unity Comp Volume 3 will be releasing 11 a.m. Eastern Time. So please set your clocks, get ready. It's going to be awesome. And one special thing about this release that they haven't done before is there will be test presses for sale. So if you're really wanting to get your hands on a test press of the Once in Unity Comp Volume 3, show up early. They're going to fly off the shelf. It's going to be amazing. I'm very excited for Saturday. It's been a long time coming. So many awesome bands. So many awesome tracks. Listen to Feeding Tube. But also, Statement of Pride, Adrian, East Coast Fall Tour. If you're going to be on Long Island or in Rahway, Philly, or Upton, please roll out to those shows, support those bands. They're doing amazing things. If you're not following From Within Records on social media, please go boot up your Twitter, your Instagram, click that follow button to stay up to date on all the current news. And like I always say, please support From Within Records because they support us. If you're looking for high quality merch for your band or your business, please go hit up my friends over at Good Fortune Printing out of Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania. They do amazing work. You can follow them on Instagram at Good Fortune Printing, or you can email them contact at goodfortuneprinting.com. You can thank me later. I just announced my fourth show that I booked, which is crazy. If you told me at the beginning of this year that I would have booked four shows by the end of the year, I would not have believed you. But here we are, November 6th program. It's a Sunday night, which is awesome. I am very excited for that. We have our amazing friends in a band called Change. They're coming down to play Orange County. And they'll be playing with Take It to Heart, Rejection Pact, Coolside, Firestarter, and Fading Fast. So please, everyone, support me by coming out to that show. Support all the touring bands. If you want to buy tickets early, you can go to jamierk.com slash tickets where they're available. And also come out to the Combust show in October. Combust, take it to heart, Shiva, Major Pain, Sanctify. It's going to be amazing. I'm so thankful to be able to book these shows in Orange County and help keep the scene alive. It definitely means a lot to me to be able to have this opportunity. And I'm eternally grateful for program, for letting me help out and do this because it's a great opportunity. It definitely means a lot to me. So thank you for everybody who's come out, who's supported and we're going to continue this trend going forward. But on today's episode, MMA episode, Nick Diaz, Nate Diaz, 209 Stockton, Scrap Pack. You know what the fuck it is. This is a special event. It's kind of sad. Who knows where Nate Diaz goes from here. But I had to round up the troops. I had to reach out to Nate and Jeff to do an MMA episode. These are some of my favorites. We cover a lot, but there's just so much more. And MMA is the best sport in the world. I don't care what anyone says. You can't argue that. It's amazing. We spend a lot of time talking about the welterweight division. So if you're a fan of the welterweight division, uh, you're going to enjoy this episode. But I'm very happy to have been able to bring Nate and Jeff back for another MMA episode. We're, we're doing it again. Don't worry. We mentioned it in the episode. We'll be back for the... Uh, now I'm drawing a blank on the next pay-per-view, which is uh, 
what is the next pay-per-view now now i'm drawing like it's a big one end of october what pay reason to now I have to look this up and, and this is in real time and, and this is killing me that i can't remember uh hold on ufc in october this is blowing my mind that i can't remember this ufc it's ufc 280 here we go I'm pulling it up right now oh that's what it is lightweight division <laughs> uh ufc 280 Charles Oliveira versus Islam Makhachev, which is going to be really interesting because you have these two really, really talented lightweights. And it's definitely going to set the tone for the future of the division because uh, it, it could go either way. Charles has been uh, pretty dominant in his championship performances, um, and Islam has just been unstoppable for a really long time. So it's going to be a, a really great card. I'm definitely looking forward to it, but don't fret the MMA show will be back next month. So please enjoy this one. In the meantime, it's, it's awesome. War Nate Diaz. to the JOP MMA show episode 20 which is a milestone for us I didn't I didn't even realize we we're at episode 20 so thank you Nate thank you Jeff for coming back and doing this with me I really appreciate it yeah it's always uh, fun to talk MMA cat yeah it's always a good time glad to be back 100% well the main reason why I wanted to have us gather today is because obviously this weekend, huge fight, Nathan Diaz versus Kamzat Chimaev. And it's a weird story, uh, probably not the fight that we all wanted to see for Nate Diaz, but since this is his last fight on his UFC contract, and he's definitely not going to come back after this, right? So it's just kind of like, all right, let's kind of get together and talk about this because it's just a crazy event it's kind of sad how it all kind of rolled out and ended up this way what are your guys' thoughts on it uh my thoughts are that the ufc booked it i don't want to say like out of spite because they that you know they probably didn't want ds to leave but it it just doesn't make any sense just like him fighting leon edwards didn't make a whole lot of sense on paper I think they're just trying to use his name to further push Hamzat into higher popularity. And honestly, I hope Diaz wins. Yeah, it's pretty much like the scapegoats. Like, you know, don't let the door hit you on the way out kind of thing. It's like they set him up for failure. It kind of seems like he addressed that as well. You know, he's kind of like, I didn't have to take this fight the only reason it's going on you know you plugged his promotion that he's working on so you know the real fight inc so it'd be interesting to see where he goes from here 
it's going to be tough fight, I think, because Kamzat, the only thing is that guy has a lot of, a lot of fucking confidence. <laughs> like, I don't know, maybe to a point that it might fault him, you know, maybe he might underestimate, you know, Diaz's chin, you know, this thing that he has like an iron chin. He might not be able to take him out, but I don't know. He also was, Leech is on this card too. And he, I would think Leech and Diaz probably about the same size. I like if at 170 because you know Diaz was originally 155 moving up and he picked up Leach and just dragged him across the thing to talk to Dana White. So that's the only type of things I think if it goes further, it better for Diaz, but I don't know. Yeah, it's it's an interesting matchup because it's one that probably shouldn't be happening, but here we are, you know. Yeah, I, I personally I'm not fond of it at all and it seems like it's by design just meant to try and almost intentionally hit diaz with a loss on his way out and possibly increase his value but i think him even even his brother probably that they've built enough value just in their name and diaz bros and stuff like that or it won't even matter he's still gonna have a fan base yeah 100 percent uh want to touch on uh, nate you, you brought up the leech I feel like the biggest difference between the leech and Diaz is their jujitsu. So I feel like if Kamza took it to the ground, that's right in Nate's wheelhouse. And it would be interesting to see Diaz, uh, you know, his jujitsu versus Kamza's wrestling, because obviously Kamza's super high level. But I, I'm curious yeah. to see how well he could defend against a high level black belt like Nate. I think against Burns. They didn't really wrestle. True. I would have won Diaz versus Ferguson. Give me that fight. That fight's sick as fuck. I I wish they would have done the Diaz versus Poirier fight because because uh, <laughs> you know the, they they've had their, their little back and forth for a while. Uh, Diaz wanted it. Nate or excuse me, uh, Diaz wanted it, and uh, Dustin Poirier wanted it, but UFC obviously didn't want to do Diaz any favors, which it, it's so annoying sometimes when. Uh, you see these relationships that the UFC has with their fighters and on such a bad note when I, I feel like they don't have to be so evil to their fighters on the way out. Cause just like with, um, obviously they weren't like the biggest fan of Demetrius Johnson, but you know, you could let them leave gracefully. Right. But for some reason yeah. they just want to tear some people down on the way out. I, I, I really don't like that. I was going to bring up Demetrius Johnson to piggyback off that. Mm-hmm. When's the last time you've heard the UFC ever acknowledge him? Well, it, it's hard because right now he's in an active promotion, right? One that's probably their competition. So they, they, they can't really reference him because they don't want to give any shine to any other promotion that's not the UFC. I guess. But that's yeah. still, still one of the goats. Dude, Demetrius could come in and steamroll that uh, light, or excuse me, that flyweight division. He's better than all, all of right. them. He would, he would mop up flyweight. I agree, 100%. I think... If if him and uh, Cejudo were to fight again, he beats Cejudo. Yeah, I agree because even though Cejudo won the last outing, it was a decision, and it's not like he dominated. It was a good fight. Yeah, I mean, just look at his performance in one. Like he lost initially to the champ, you know, the guy he fought, and then look at what he did to him the second time around. He adapted and overcame. How how crazy was that finishing sequence too? Yeah, he just like the guy was like stunned, kind of like going backwards slowly and then boom just a knee against the cage like it just was like 
a perfect time. I mean, but he did that arm bar too. I think people forget that flying arm bar. Oh yeah. You know, like he's been, always been really crafty. I think that's why a lot of people say it's like, did the UFC lose out by trading DJ for Askarin, you know? Are, are you referencing the Roy Borg? Yeah. Into an arm yeah. bar? Yeah, that's, no one else does that kind of shit. Oh, no, that shit was sick. Yeah, I don't think they lost out. I, I honestly, I feel like that was an even trade because if you look at uh, what Astron did and the kind of hype that he generated with uh, his short stint in the UFC, I, I feel like it was a fair trade because um, yeah. as as good as DJ was, he wasn't as popular as Ben Askren was when he came in. Yeah, undefeated. And then he had that moment with Lawler where it was very controversial. And then, you know, the infamous KO that's, you know, going to be probably in their reels for the rest of the fucking existence of the company. I I happen to think that DJ going to one and then going viral with this most recent finish as one example, mm-hmm. but I think it's better for MMA in general because he's getting eyes on other organizations. Uh, one, they ink that deal with Amazon Prime. I yeah. think it's going to push MMA in general and ultimately, hopefully, benefit other fighters, even ones that are in the UFC. Yeah, no, it's an interesting move because obviously when you think of uh, Amazon Prime streaming, uh, sports isn't something that really comes to mind. But I, I do like that they're trying something new and they want to be on that forefront and help push to change that narrative when you think of Amazon Prime. And uh, I, I, I hope that they're able to grab um, you know people that aren't already MMA fans. Obviously, people may be scrolling through uh, so for something to watch and they see, oh, what's this MMA thing and stumble upon it that way and, you know, maybe become a new fan. Oh, 100%. And not, and not only that, it can give other UFC fighters potentially a little more leverage to feel like they have options just besides Bellator. Like maybe you don't want to stick with the UFC. Maybe you want to go over to one mm-hmm. uh, as organizations gain popularity. Yeah, look at someone like uh, Shane Burgos, right? Uh, Dana White uh, came out and you know said something that he normally wouldn't say, but for him to say that they fucked up and letting him go to the PFL, and for I'm not sure if you guys listened to his interview with Errol Hawani, but uh, for, for him to talk about how much money he's going to make, not even just winning the tournament, even just him you know fighting out the season, he's already making way more money there than the UFC, which is pretty crazy to think right because for someone to have been in the UFC as long as Shane Burgos was and for him to go to this uh, not lesser promotion but uh, a lesser known promotion but to be able to have the opportunity to make more money seven figures whatever it's crazy which I love that for him because he's been in some wars in the UFC Like, like that last knockout I think it was Barbosa where yeah. he, froze, he, he walked all stunned. Yeah, he froze up and then like took a couple steps backwards and then collapsed. Like that scary that shit was gnarly. And I'm glad that he's making more money because in places like the PFL and even one, a lot of the UFC guys that are really good are going to those organizations and still taking losses. Dude. So it's not competition is, is any less. It's just it's a different name. And I'm glad to see that he's getting more money for it. Yeah, if you look at fighters like Anthony Pettis, uh, Rory McDonald, you know, th- yeah. they went and people thought that they're easily going to make it to the top and you know, they're you know proven wrong. It, it, it's wild, but 
there's good fighters everywhere, not just uh, in the UFC, not just in Bellator. Now you're seeing it in PFL and one, and it's just getting crazier. Yep. Yeah. The progression of the sport. I mean, they need more people. You know, that's why like WWE, for example, was like unopposed for how long? And then now with AEW, you know, they're kind of going to have to change their practices. You know, it's like that's the only way you can really get changes with competition. And so these people have more leverage when there's competition and MMA is blowing up. I mean, there's even bare kn- people going to bare knuckle. I know it's not the same thing, but there's people going there like Dodson. He got that KO. And he's making a ton of money, you know, and not having to worry about getting taken down or anything. So it's interesting to see how people are kind of like almost branching out in different ways, you know, from the UFC and just, you know, finding different ways to make money with the fight game. Yeah, I love Mike Perry handing Michael Venom Page a loss in bare knuckles. Yeah, that who would have, <laughs> yeah, nobody damn, nobody expected that. And he even he almost knocked him out in the first round too, which is nuts. Yeah. I hate I hate that guy. Who, Perry or Mike? Get on the Perry, Perry man. He's talking he's the best fighter in the world. Shut the fuck up. You suck yeah. ass. He wanted to fight Jake Paul. Yeah, I can let we'll, him. Well we'll, like we'll get to Jake Silva. Paul. We'll we'll get to Jake Paul. I want Perry versus Chris Lieben. Lieben, Lieben's are, ancient, uh-oh. dude. Come on. I think Lieben actually finally retired, though. I think he's fully oh, yeah, retired. I think he, re- I think he retired from bare knuckles. Well, I think he's done because yeah. he was like really badly, like hospitalized for a bit. He's like old. I know it's a downer, but yeah, yeah. Like, if you look at more of his fights. The ones I saw, he was just beating the shit out of those guys. Yeah, because he didn't have to worry about anything. It just had the throw, you know? It's like the yeah. bite down on your freaking mouthpiece and just fucking swing. Right. I'm not the biggest fan of uh, Bare Knuckle, if I'm being honest. Yeah, it's not something that I tune in and watch, but it's one of those things where it's getting a lot of coverage, you know? So it's I see it, recognize it. It's kind of interesting, you know, in terms of, like, seeing, like, you know, a lot of people consider MVP a hell of a striker, and so to see him lose the parry is just kind of like, who would have guessed you know i think that's the main thing about that promotion i'll say the girl flashing her titties after winning that's another thing but that was but, terrible i'm surprised bellator let him do that because he's like one of their bigger stars well but i think because they probably he recently thought he... like was talking about the ufc like he wanted to be champ there now he's already changed his tune or he's like oh. he'd get smoked in the ufc yeah he's yeah. not he's not that good yeah, no. Pe- people, I think, and I guess me included, kind of associate with him with caving in the other cyborg skull and like yeah. doing like Pokemon shit and stuff like that and kind of, you know, going viral and splashy. But Lima put his ass out real bad. Yeah. yeah. I, I feel like that kind of was a good reminder to everybody that, like, hey, this guy isn't that good. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. See, I like, like Mike Perry more than I like Michael Venom Page. I don't like Michael Venom Page that much. Yeah, I'm I'm not a fan of either, if I'm being honest. <laughs> yeah, so what did you guys think about the KO that shocked the world? Like an Usman getting just oh. arched at the end. Of- I was low-key happy because for being a, a fan of Leon Edwards and just watching him get screwed over left and right, and you know some things are out of his control. Obviously, what when you think about uh, someone like him who had to you know suffer some real consequences because of the pandemic, right? They try to get him to fly to the states 
and this was in the early days when they didn't know if he was going to be able to go back home or when he was going to be able to go back home. So I don't fault him at all for turning it down to stay where he's from and not risk never seeing his family again. And for him to finally get back and then go through the Bilal Muhammad fight and there was the eye poke and you're like, geez, like, come on. And he, he just couldn't catch a break. And then even with the, the Diaz fight, even though he won, he didn't walk away, you know, with, with flying colors because he got, you know, tagged it in the fifth round. And uh, yeah. that just kind of like uh, kind of took the spotlight, you know, for the fight. So for him to be able to overcome all these trials and tribulations and to uh, have to go to Utah of all places to fight for this belt and for him to, you know, seems like he mentally checked out up until that yeah. final round because because round one right he he definitely got that but from two to two to five he, he was getting handled uh pretty soundly but for him to be able to stick it through and be able to stay focused and pull off that combination i i, I think it was amazing yeah that's a really that's the main thing about this sport like that's the kind of fight that you would show someone they would be into it because you know it was a pretty good dominant showing for usman but the thing is, like the oh shit factor of when you see when you saw him get KO'd, no matter what you were doing, you were like, "Holy shit, what just happened?" Because that's the that's the beauty about this sport. Just anything can happen at any moment. Anyone has a puncher's chance. It's even like you know, like any clean shot. It's like how we said with Diaz. Like Diaz was losing the Edwards fight, you know, without question. And the fact that he's stunned him with that punch showed that if he would have actually pushed the pressure in that moment he probably could have won that he would have had a win over the current champ actually edwards probably wouldn't even fought for the belt which is nuts yeah you know that's what the thing about this sport you never know what can happen that oh shit feeling you guys referenced i felt that when he took uzman down around one yeah that was nuts. Like, oh <laughs> you're like this is different to me no, and then no, Colby had already done that. Just, just for for the record, was that Colby had already done that? They didn't count it. Though. Yeah, you... <laughs> come, on, come on. They they gypped them. They didn't like Covington. They're like, nah, that's not a takedown. I wasn't expecting Leon Edwards to get a dominant ground position on Kamaru Usman. You know that in itself. Yeah, yeah Colby debatable. Took him down. Whatever, but. I thought that was crazy, and then for him to out of nowhere like head kick his ass like that out and and knock him out, absolute crazy, absolute insanity. Pro- probably best head kick knockout I've seen in the UFC. My the most shocking one that I would think of before uh, was Gonzaga versus Crocop. Oh, yeah. Head kick Crocop. That for me was kind of like my number one for a long time. Uh, this one, this one, I think beats that. Yeah, for me, my number one was uh, Edson Barbosa versus uh, Terry Adam when he hit that spinning heel kick. Oh, because yeah. we never really seen anything like that before, and it was so clean. Yeah. And to see Terry Adam go just stiff as a board and just fall over, you're like, holy shit, that was crazy. The Uriah Hall one and Tufts as well when he just hit that dude, it just he was he was just dead. I got Uriah Hall fucking retired too, right? Did he really? Yeah, I believe so. I believe he walked away from the sport. He. Wow, that sucks. That's unfortunate. Yeah. yeah. He was uh, had too many ups and downs. I, I I don't know why he he couldn't get it together, but he, he was really talented. Yeah. 
Elvin Gastelum, man. Yeah. Not a Got fan. Him. Not a fan. Gastelum hasn't really had much success either, though. He's kind of been in that weird limbo of like losing to the top contenders as well. How is he the one to have the best performance against Izzy outside of Eon? I'm just talking about middleweight division. How is he the one? It completely blows my mind to this day. I guess he wasn't afraid. He just pushed the limits. I mean, that was the thing. He was just going reckless. And sometimes that's what you need. Sometimes you just got to throw caution for the window and just take a chance. And maybe that's what he felt. He's like, I need to close this distance. And the only way I can do it is by being aggressive and pushing forward. I like how he tried to head kick him. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's a funny one. And then, oh, man, then the first time the UFC has been in France. And then the main fight on that, Sirogan versus Tai Tuivasa, that was an intense fight. Like, oh, my God. Yeah, I thought uh, Tuivasa was going to finish him when he dropped him. I was like, holy yeah. shit. Is Because obviously when you get dropped like that by heavyweight, it, it's, it's different. And obviously Tuivasa has that crazy knockout power. So I was really curious to see if Sirogan was going to be able to recover. And to my surprise, he was able to come back and pull it off. It was a great fight. Yeah. That was one of those ones where you tune in and you're like, I hope this is like on paper, it should be good. You know, it's like Francis Sagato versus Derek Lewis. You're like, this has to be good. So it's like one of those ones when it actually was playing out the way you expected, you're like, oh, this is badass. And yeah, that was, man, props to Cyril Gone because he was cool, calm, and collected that whole time fighting in front of a home crowd and just like, do that combination to take out Ty was I, I've never seen Ty like you know when people get the jitter thing when they get hit so hard the whole body just jitters like that's what happened to him when he first got that he slid out of the way and got him with that hook oh my god that was nasty that was like when uh, Edson Barbosa uh, rocked Kevin Lee and he did that, that chicken dance <laughs> yeah it's crazy okay, Kevin Lee what happened to that dude the Motown Phenom. I actually watched this really good YouTube video about what happened to Kevin Lee, and it's actually, it's actually kind of sad. I, I can tell you what happened to him. He's fighting in in Eagle, in Khabib's organization, and his last fight was against Diego Sanchez. Yeah, didn't yeah. they do that 165 division, right? I mean, it was. Yeah. They're, they're, made, they're blazing the trail for 165. I think he hasn't fought since that, though. It's been a bit. He, well, he also... He had kind of a hard time with Diego Sanchez a little bit. I don't know if he got hurt in the in the beginning of the fight or something, but he should have been an easy fight, but it wasn't. And yeah. it was like W Diego Sanchez too. Postmortem, freaking yoga grab ass trainer, <laughs> you know. So it's like, who knows what kind of did? I still can't get over him being hung upside down, just getting fucking hit in the head. <laughs> like, I can't believe anyone allowed that shit. It's crazy to me to this day. He's a weird dude. Yeah, I guess that's what it comes down to. It's just Diego himself has just always been an oddball. So, unfortunately, you kind of attract people like that when you're kind of in that realm. Just how it goes. He's probably just desperate because, you know, towards the end of his career, not really doing too well. And when you look at his peers, you know, they're probably in better positions than he was at that time. So he's probably just looking for anybody to come into his life to try to help him. And he probably just got sold a bunch of wolf tickets and just got led down some weird path. Yeah. 
a path where you get kicked in the head when he's hanging upside down. Fuck. Yeah. It sucks, man. But uh yeah, it's been some pretty uh, crazy matchups and fights. It's kind of interesting to see how everything's played out in the current state. Like, I mean, heavyweight division for a while seemed a little on edge, you know. And like right now, we just seem to have like a lot of contenders, a lot of people, you know, in the wings with John Jones, yeah, you know, Stepe, you know, Francis. Depending on what's going to happen with him, you know, there's so many like. I wonder, you know, that's the fight they're making, right? They're going to make. Uh... Stipe versus John Jones. That's what they've That's been trying to rumor. make. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Stipe is the holdup because uh, John Jones says he's ready. He's been ready, but Stipe is the holdup. Wow. Yeah. That's wild. Wonder what he wonder what he's waiting for. Well, he, he, he put up, some... he he put on a lot of mass, so he he's definitely changing his body as well. But I don't know. Hmm. I would uh I would favor Stipe in that fight. Um, I would like to see them face to face. I want to see what the size difference would be. Yeah. yeah, I I also think it's interesting that they're just giving Jones straight to Cipe like right away. I figured they would have like gotten him in there with maybe like a top fifteen guy or something, so he could get used to like the weight and the movement and stuff like that. But they're just, they're just throwing him right to Cipe. Well, yeah. well, you got to think too, right? John Jones, huge name. They they're not going to pay him to fight someone who's not that well known, right? You you could give him somebody uh, who's like you know lower ranked, but they're not going to want to pay him a bunch of money to kind of have a, a tune up fight. You're, you're talking about yeah. one of the uh, you know greatest of all times for what he did in his division. Obviously, there's two controversial fights that you know I think he lost, but for him to to move up, vacate his belt. It has to be somebody in the top five. That's fair. Yeah, and it, he did beat DC, who was the heavyweight champ for a long time, even a dual champ. So yeah, but not at not, not at heavyweight. DC though. was able to not at heavyweight. You got to point that out. I know, but it's still he still fucking beat DC even in his prime. And, but he was on steroids, but it's okay. One of them. Cocaine on the other. Yeah. So I wonder if Jones still parties low key and just isn't getting. Hell caught. yeah! You you think he's just gonna wake up one day? All right, guys, it, it, it's it, it's over. I, I'm done fucking up my life. That dude's been fucking up his life since the <laughs> beginning. He's not changed. I don't believe that shit. I'm good with yeah. it. He's a fake ass Christian. I, I never believe that that stuff he's trying to sell us. Yeah, I mean, it was the whole thing. Like, his true character came out when he thought the cameras were off, and he was like, hey, that infamous scene where he's like, you still there, DC? Like, you little bitch? No, even before that, when when he fought Leota Bachita, remember, he he choked him out, just dropped him to the floor, and and then Greg Jackson was like, hey, go back and get some fans, and, you know, go go check on him. And he went back only because Greg told him to. It's like, this guy's bad. Mm -hmm. He's a ruthless motherfucker, man. Yeah, yeah, he just doesn't care about people. I mean, that's just the way it is. But you kind of have to be to be that fucking, especially in his prime, of fucking people up and the way he was doing it. Can't really give a shit about them. Yeah, I I, I just want to see him fight at heavyweight, but it's been yeah. it's been three years. He says he's ready, but I saw a Cyril Gon talking about he would like to step in if Stipe doesn't do it. Yeah, probably. Be... Honestly, I think that'd be a tougher matchup for 
John Jones. Because he actually has someone who probably want to strike with him and actually like push. I think Stipe will strike with him. Yeah, he's gonna try to wrestle him. Yeah, if if Stipe you know stood up with Francis, he'll stand up against John Jones. Yeah, I guess it kind of depends on their range and their length, you know, because that's always the thing that Jones used the most is his distance control. Yeah, Stipe just got to put it on him. But if you look at how Alexander Gustafson fought him the first time, how Dominic Reyes fought him, if you just stay on him, crowd him, uh, you know, you can get in there. He's not invincible. Yeah, I mean, it's tough. I mean, even like Stipe, the last time he fought was against uh, Francis, so I wonder how he his mental state and, you know, coming into a matchup with such a high profile after being KO'd. Well, it's gonna be for him too. He took that risk. He, he thought he hurt Francis and went for it, and then got caught. And uh, I can't get over his leg the way it bent, like when he fell back. Mm. I always like whenever people's like limbs are all like out of whack when they fall. That's like the worst. Yeah, but I don't know. I heavyweight had some interesting matchups, but there's just too many question marks because if, if we don't know what's really going on with the champ. It's like, how, how can they really progress the division? Because it's just going to end up being this log jam. It's already started, right? Like, Surreal Gun just won. And then there's Curtis Blades, who he doesn't want to fight because he says Curtis Blades does nothing for him. So you got those two at a standstill. And then if John Jones' Stipe happens, what happens to the winner? Are they going to fight for the belt or against Francis if he comes back? Are they going to do an interim? I, I imagine they would do an interim. Um, so Cyril Gan is saying that he does not want to fight. Uh, oh my God. You just said Curtis Kurt. blades. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he did it. Uh, he was on the Errol Hawani show today. Cause he said that, uh, Curtis blades doesn't have a hype enough name. Hasn't won a title. Uh, so it, it wouldn't make sense for him who is, uh, the, basically the number one contender to go and fight this guy. Cause it doesn't really push him anywhere. If, if Nganu beat, him with wrestling, Curtis Blades would just finish him pretty quick, I think. Or he or he'd wear him out. I think that's just an awful matchup for Gon. Sure. Yeah, he's playing the politics already of like, yeah, he's not big enough for me to fight him, even though Gon was in that situation not even like maybe a year ago. It's just how the business he knows he probably like you said is he's gonna get taken down. He probably just knows he wants to avoid that. He needs to. He needs to learn wrestling. Yeah, because Francis Ngannou, he, he's he's newer to wrestling, <laughs> so I, I can't imagine. Uh, you know, he's not on a level like Curtis Blades or a, a John Jones or a Cain Velasquez. So for for him to get manhandled by a, a newer wrestler, it, it definitely speaks volumes. So I, right. I hope he's able to have time to train that because he's going to need to be able to uh, negate other people's wrestling because he can't just, you know, kickbox for the rest of his career. You, you got to think that Gon would probably pick up on it real quick too. even, even jujitsu for being a man of his size. He's extremely like agile and nimble and like great at other sports. Like he's overall athletic. Mm-hmm. You got to use those attributes and learn how to shoot a double leg, how to sprawl. You know what I mean? How to throw up a triangle if he needs to. I yeah. bet you low key he is training it, and 
probably started training it more after the Nganu fight, or you'd, you'd think, you'd hope. Yeah, you'd hope. I don't know what kind of wrestlers they got out there in France. <laughs> yeah, I don't know either. <laughs> yeah, but. and thinking of, like, on the last card, Whitaker, Vittori, that was a really good fight, too. Man, the Reaper, still one of the best fighters in the world. It's just... Uh, one of those things that sucks if Izzy wasn't there, you know, he he definitely would be the one reigning supreme. So he was talking about going up the light heavyweight too, which I don't think would be a good move for him. No, he's not big enough. Like mm-hmm. he probably has some like decent matchups, but when you get to the top of the division, if you look at people like um, uh, Dominic Reyes, Anthony Smith, uh, those guys just be way too big. Even though Anthony Smith used to fight at that division, but there's a reason why he moved up, you know? Yeah. You, th- you think uh, Whitaker beats Predetta if they fight? Obviously, assuming uh, Predetta I, I, is he in MMA. I think he could because Whitaker does a good job of mixing in takedowns and, like, you know, he's a full I, MMA, like, person in my opinion like he he has a full rounded set but he has a great striking base i think but, he would just wrestle fuck him yeah. i agree i i also think that that whitaker has a really good like fight iq and like mind for mma and like the way he strategizes and stuff yeah i, I listened to him god i think it was the ariel hawani show i think he was on the mma hour and I didn't realize like how in depth they go with his whole team and his camp with like the fight, watching the videos, strategizing everything and like learning your opponent. I didn't know that. At least with him. I think I think he would beat Pudera if they fought, honestly. I think so too, because he's not gonna be like Sean Strickland and just stand there and try to strike with him. Right. He, he, That's the weirdest strategy I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. Like that. Whitaker's too smart to to do that to kind of go into um, Pahea's realm. So that fool is huge. Did you see him post that picture of uh, Dominic Reyes? Yeah, he made yeah. Dominic Reyes look small. <laughs> like I'm like, how does this guy even make it that weight? It's and nuts. Evidently, at that weight, he's already at like ten percent body fat or something. Something really low. Yeah. I know because he posted the stats, and you're just like, how do you even make? Like, I'm surprised. Like, even as energy or anything to fight on, like, because God, he's got to be draining himself to reach it. It's almost like light heavyweight's probably more for him. Dude, he could probably go to heavyweight. Dude. <laughs> yeah, he'd probably be okay. To be honest. Yeah, and, and seeing his size, a little worried for Izzy because obviously Izzy is the champ. He's he's way more experienced in MMA. But I just don't want him to let his pride and ego get in the way and want to get back with a knockout. I just yeah. hope he because because even if you watch the, those uh you know the, the fight where he got knocked out, he was winning that whole fight till he got caught. I just hope he has a really good strategy for this next title fight because it, it is a scary one, right? Because I I think back and it's just like man, this guy um, Alex Bahia, he's he's training with a little legit team and. Um, even if you go back and watch his uh, Bruno Silva fight, you know he, he got tested, and uh, you know he's definitely taking MMA serious. So it's not going to be a walk in the park for Izzy. So unpopular opinion, I don't think Preda has done enough to deserve Izzy. 
I think you need to give him one more fight with somebody in the top five. And I think it's just the narrative that he's the guy who beat him in the other organization that's carried him this far. But I understand why he would be getting it just because Izzy's completely cleared out the top five already. So makes sense, but I'd like to see Pereira fight like a Vittori or something like that and see what happens, you know? Yeah, I, he is lapping the division. I mean, he fought the Tories twice, fought Whitaker twice. Um, yeah. You know, any new people have come up, even like Cannoneer, I mean, he came off, a, you know, he lost and then he got a win and then he got a title shot. You know, so it's one of those things where it, it kind of does take whoever if they get to that point. But I think it's just, you know, they don't want to like do another like third matchup or, you know, with someone who probably already fought him. Cannoneer versus uh, Pereira would be fun. I think yeah. it's interesting with Pereira too, because obviously he's like very, very technical. He's an amazing kickboxer and stuff like that. I think his style is a lot different than Izzy's. Um, Pereira just seems overall just fucking devastating. Yeah. Like, touches you with that hook and it looks like, Barely even anything goes into it. He's just turning people into zombies. It's nuts. Yeah, there's not a whole lot left for Izzy at middleweight, but I don't want to see him go back up to light heavyweight no. again. He's he, he just doesn't have the right frame for it. No, I agree. And I think at light heavyweight, he would fight a guy like Yuri, and Yuri would just walk through everything and be able to touch him. Yeah. Well, if you look at just what Jan did, just laid on top of him and Izzy couldn't get yeah. up. It's like there's plenty of other people that could do that to him. Yep. Reminds me of Usman saying he wanted to go straight up to light heavyweight because he... <laughs> he said that? Yeah. yeah. He said he wanted to skip. He didn't want to fight Izzy, so he just wanted to skip middleweight altogether and go straight to light heavyweight because he believes he could beat most of those people. And I'm just like, the size is just... I mean, and Edwards, what he did to him now, it's more or less... I think that probably snip that in the mud you know but no he he was on joe rogan after the edwards fight saying that he would still like to go up to 205 because he he feels like he could beat some of those guys up there what's he gonna do lover i don't know this guy's this guy's delusional he's talking about fighting canelo and shit he needs to just slow down yeah man i i'm like whatever about usman yeah, he, he kind of like even Edwards is kind of calling him out on that in like the press conferences. He's like, this guy's high on his own supply, you know, like he just thinks, you know, like he can beat and do everything. And he's going Hollywood. It's like, you know, the focus and everything's just more about how invincible he is. And obviously, you're not, you know, it's just the way the nature of this sport, you always got to be looking for the person in front of you. And I kind of feel like who's been, especially towards later rounds, was like, I got this in the bag. I don't even have to. You know, I, I bet you even let down some guard because he was like, what is this guy going to do? <laughs> and you know, I think it bit him in the ass. Yeah, he got head kicked and sent to hell. Yeah, that was a crazy knockout. But do you think they do the trilogy right away? Edwards versus Usman? Yeah, Usman's done enough. That fight, that fight was Usman's until the head kick. I say you absolutely run it back. Which is crazy because if you think about yeah. the champ before Usman 
right? Someone like Tyron Woodley, who put in a lot of work, loses once to Usman, and UFC was licking their lips. They're like, finally, let's get this motherfucker out of here. He never got another opportunity again. Yeah, but I think Usman got a better relationship than that. Like, in the course of career, Usman won over Dana White. Dana White was hating on him. That's what I'm saying. It's sad that they politic like that, right? Yeah. I'll tell you what, though. That head kick, not my favorite moment on the entire card. My favorite moment in that on the card was Luke Rockhold on top of Paul Acosta just rubbing his bloody face all over Costa's face. Yeah. It's one, it's one of the brutal. gnarliest things I've seen in MMA. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. It was a good fight, too. I just wish. It was a great fight. I just wish he I didn't fight. <laughs> Say that again. I just wish he didn't fight. Oh, you, are, you don't like Rockhold? No, I do, but he keeps going in there hurt, not properly trained, and oh. now now he's just you know tarnishing his his career because he obviously is, is better than that, and I, I just you know it, it, it sucks. He he went down uh, some you know he went down a path that I wouldn't have predicted for Luke Rockhold when he beat. Like when he came over to the UFC, I was like, "This guy is going to definitely be a champ." And then obviously he had a, a rough start, but for him to finally get there, and he he derailed Chris Weidman, right? Chris Weidman was the guy. He finished Anderson Silva, beat up everybody. But then when he, you know, when finally you got the UFC uh, uh, middleweight champion and then the Strikeforce middleweight champion, right? Because remember, all the champions came over, and finally we got to see the champions fight each other. Luke Rockhold put it on him. And I was like, this guy is going to be a champ for a while. But then, obviously, he had his ups and downs, lost the belt to Bisbing. But I just, man, just for him to get knocked, he should have never gone to 205. And then for him to you know come back and still have, like, that crazy bandage because of his staph infection still you know affecting him, I just, I, I, I just wish he would have taken a little more time because he didn't even spar for, for this camp. Uh, yeah, that's what tell me that. Jason Perillo came out and said that he didn't even spar. And it's just like, what are you doing? Like, obviously, yeah, like you know how to fight, but still, you gotta at least do some sparring, even if it's just light sparring against a guy like Costa. Absolutely, I think Bisbing just derailed his ego in the worst possible way, and it just fucked his whole mojo up. Well, it is kind of sad too, because if you listen to his interviews, and he he talks about how he just partied way more than he should have and he really regrets that part of his life because in the end he found out that a lot of those people aren't really people that care about him or even his friends they just were there because he is the you know hotness at the time and it's it's sad to hear that someone like him could fall into that trap and and it just kind of fuck up his whole life crazy wasn't he wasn't he dating uh miley cyrus for a minute no no. uh, demi lovato Demi Lovato. Yeah, the, correction. That bitch probably got him on some crazy stuff too. Yeah, she, she, she did never, a lot of drugs too. I mean, that's what she's kind of known for. Like, yeah. You think? You Hell think yeah. This is oh, yeah. Fault? Hell yeah. Look at that bitch. She she's not around anymore. She was just around because of Luke Rockhold. She's not into MMA. She was a fake yeah. fan. She's like Halle Berry. Can't be talking down on Halle Berry, boy. She's whack as hell. She's out. Here, she's out here trying to cast people in movies, fuck up everybody's careers. 
Hey, you trying to give them platform, man. Trying to get them movie stars. No, she's not trying to. She's trying to use their platform because she's whack as hell. She's like, let me try to get the bullet. Let me call in all these girls. And she's like, why? Why is it just the girls? See, double standards. I I hate her. Get her out of here. Get her out of here. We need the real fans. Got to put Jamie front row. Yes, throw it real. I don't know if I want to be front row. I, I want to sit right behind Joe Rogan. That's my dream. That's where I want to be in the house. But who knows if that'll ever happen. But what about um, the Bantamweight division, right? Also on that uh, Usman card, we have Marab beating Jose Aldo, which everybody kind of expected, because just that, that style and how Marab's been doing in the division. I, I feel bad for him, too, because he's someone who's on this crazy streak but his friend and training partner is the champ and we've always seen this situation time and time again and i feel like aljo has kind of you know came out and said that he would leave the division for marab at some point just because marab is the future but it's just like how do you fix that problem now because i feel like yeah. it's coming really fast because who like who's left for marab to fight because when, when you you're on the come up and you beat somebody like Jose Aldo, who's right there at the top of that division, there's not a whole lot of other people for him to fight. Yeah. Yeah, you see Aldo was saying that might be his last fight, too. I hope that's not the case. Hopefully he gives, like, an actual proper, like, send-off, if that's the case. Like, give him a fun fight to maybe call it the, you know, the end. Because I think he really wanted to get to that title shot again, like, kind of, like, reaffirm his legacy. So it's a tough pill to swallow, but, I mean, he was fighting, like, one of the best in his division and he didn't you know get knocked out or completely get you know did pretty well expected that everyone thought he was going to lose anyway yeah but he's really old he's been fighting for a long time yeah you can see it on him i'd i'd like to see him try and fight at 55 you're crazy i'm not crazy he's he's already lean at 45 the weight cut to 35 is brutal do you do you remember at first the skepticism around him even going to 35? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like just how crazy he looked, like in, in not a good way. Imagine, I know he's kind of old and there's some killers in 55, but like he doesn't have to do the weight cut. He just fights at his natural weight and isn't drawn out, isn't sucked out, isn't facing people that have an actual speed advantage on him. I think. I think there's some 55ers he'd do all right against. He's too small, man. He might be able to go back to 145 and do pretty decent because he's probably so leaned out now that he's probably closer to the 145 than he was, you know, when he was cutting the 145. I, I would need to know what he walks around at. To he's not like Alex, that's for sure. Yeah, <laughs> like he's all 200. We say if you should be. Pounds. I can't even believe Volkanovski was ever that big. Because you know he was playing rugby at like almost two hundred pounds. Like that, I'd like to hey, look at him now. <laughs> I'd love to see Volkanovski at fifty-five. Yeah, I mean that's one thing he's been wanting to do. He's been talking about it. He's been pretty dominant. So. Well, he, he was calling out Charles. Yeah, but he get, see if he Charles get through Islam. If Charles he wants Charles to win too. He doesn't want to fight Islam. Yeah, I don't think Volkanovski would do good at fifty-five because it's a size issue. I, I yeah. think he's just as good as he is because 
this might be a weird comparison, but if you look at someone like Max Holloway, right, who yeah. was so dominant before Volkanovski got to the top, he stepped up and look at what Dustin Poirier did to him, right? Just you, you could see the difference in their power. And Max is no joke at 45. Max is literally only second to Volkanovski. And I just think it's, it, it's, there's a reason why they have weight classes, right? So I, I just don't think they would fare well. That's a good point. I guess I'm, in terms of Volkanovski, thinking it's realistic just because the dude used to be like 210 pounds. Like he could he could be 155 in the right in the right way. Josie Aldo, little bit of a stretch. I still would like to see it. But you just want to see Volk- him get beat up? Are, are you the UFC trying to send him uh, out w- with a beatdown? Yeah, he's going out one last match. All right, t- send him to the killers. Public execution. That's yeah. what they're going to call the pay-per-view. No, you don't You don't give him, like, he wouldn't be fighting, like, a top five. One, you're not going to do Josie no, Aldo. Yeah. But do you really <laughs> want to see a legend go out on, like, a gimme fight? I don't want to see him go out at all. I don't think he should retire. No, I, think I, I, I think he should. Because, like, what? You, Continue you, selling burgers. Because you don't want them to stick around for too long and end up like BJ Penn, Frankie Edgar. It's like, you know, for, for someone who, who's been around as long as Jose Aldo has been, he's had a successful career, has been champion. What's left for him? Because, obviously, you can we can see... Um, I'm not sure if it's the competition has just closed the the skill gap or is Aldo just fading in his actual skills, but something's going on because for, for him to uh, lose to these newer fighters, it, it, it's I don't think it's going to get any easier. And it's like maybe it is better for him just to go out after this and we don't have to see him get knocked out and, you know, like, like go out like a Luke Rockhold and have to. Uh, you know, get beat up, and you know that's the last thing people remember, right? It's like, what have you done for me lately? And it's like, I don't want to have have to see him go through that to just to try to have a, a a nice exit from the sport. Not everybody can go out like GSP or like uh, Khabib. You've swayed my opinion. <laughs> you made um, it up super valid, and he's been around forever, dude. He was I, he fought in WEC. Yeah, yeah. No, he's. For sure, he's probably got enough money. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, like Nate said, he's got that burger thing going in Brazil. Yeah, sell, sell some hamburgers, and they're supposed to be really good. So, Aldo, he's he's slinging burgers. Yeah. yeah, he has a burger chain in Brazil. Let me look it up. Shit, an Aldo burger. Let's go. Yeah, fuck it. I'm surprised he has to try to open one in Vegas or something like. You know, with UFC guys, some big contacts. We could be like, hey, you know, they always like when Wahlburgers was like. And even like um, White Castle weren't really on this coast, you know. They brought in the Vegas, even In and Out, you know. But the Vegas, you got enough money, you get a, you get anything done in Vegas. So Jose Jose Aldo, his uh, company is called Famous Burger in Brazil. So looks so, pretty good. Here's a question then: One more fight for Jose Aldo. Okay. Who do you put him against? If if we were to give him one more fight. I would want he, like he's an arguably like the toughest division in all of the UFC. One thirty five is nuts, mm-hmm. and I would yeah. still, you know, obviously, still still top ten. 
Let's give him God. Oh, Mal. Well, he's booked up right now. He's about to get smashed up. Yeah, I agree. Oh my god, yeah. I don't know about that matchup. It was almost like one of those things. I was laughing because Dana White talked about when they, they first told him it. He was like, "No fucking way." <laughs> he's like, "You guys are crazy." Okay, how about we kill two birds with one stone? Let's have two legends step up and have this both be their final fight. Let's finally do Jose Aldo versus Dominic Cruz. Let's that go. That would be a bad one. Yes. Because people, was- people have been talking about that fight since WEC because they were, you know, bantamweight champ and featherweight champ back then, and they've just been kind of orbiting each other. And, you know, it's crazy that it hasn't happened yet. I think I think Aldo wins that fight all day. Just just MMA, and I like Dominic Cruz, mm-hmm. but like Ooh. Aldo beat Cheeto. I don't, smoked. Don't do this MMA math, man. You know that doesn't work. Oh, don't do my boy Dominic Cruz like that. He's an like, he's an Arizona guy. You're gonna really turn your back on your Arizona brethren. I'm I'm just calling it how I see it, man. And I like Dominic Cruz. I, the other thing is, I think Cruz kind of got exposed in that one because even like the a few people when they're tweeting they're like this he bobs his head this way if you threw a kick you'd get it and that's exactly what happened to him and then even Chia's um corner was even calling for it you know like they trained for it well you gotta it's think one of those things dominic cruz is like is high level he's not gonna he's, he's gonna fix that hole in this game i don't know man people have tendency even dc said that there are certain things he couldn't you know shake off after so many years yeah this but like dc muscle memory DC isn't Dominic Cruz, two different fighters. No, and Dominic Cruz has only been caught with that once out of how many fights? It's a pretty brutal one to get caught with. Yeah, but you know, obviously it's something that they picked up on that he didn't think they would. So just have him fix that error and he'll be fine. I don't know. Yeah, Cheeto was telling his uh his style's uh low low level, really bad. Yeah, yeah, but I, um, he, he, he that was like misinterpreted that. because he went on Errol Hawani and actually explained what he really meant by that. So it's he he just used uh, the wrong phrasing. So I don't know. I don't really see Cruz would have to fight someone like Aldo, or yeah, I think he's a more on his way out too. Yeah, like, that, we'll just that's what I'm saying. Two birds with one stone. Yeah, Aldo versus Garbrandt. You're crazy. Why you? What's your beef with Garbrand? Why do you want to do Garbrand should he should he shouldn't even fight again. He should just Dude, hang it up. I know this is random. Did you see that video of him like doing the workout with the weights in his teeth? Like he was holding onto it and like doing like the yeah because he's trying to strengthen his, his uh, jaw and his neck <laughs> to to fix his glass jaw. Which I don't know if that works that way? It does. <laughs> does it? Wow. Yeah. But I don't know if it'll work for him. It might be too late. Yeah. But, but that definitely is a thing. Uh, obviously, I'm a, a big fan of Joe Rogan. I've listened to plenty of his podcasts where they've uh, explained that technique. Yeah. Uh, he shouldn't hopefully. fight again. No, he, dude. He, he got the Blue Chew fucking promotion going. He, he got to get a win. And then he's going to do another promotion with that. He just he just needs to find something else because for him, it's never a good look when you go down and you get destroyed like he did, right? And it's not like he was doing good in his own division; he was getting beat just as bad, and it's and it sucks, right? Because 
we all know this from watching this sport. It's a short window and not everyone, you know, can have longevity in this sport. So for someone like Cody Garbrandt, who hasn't had the best luck, right? He, he's had, he had the, what the, the one nice finish from, uh, Rafael Asuncao. But other than that, he's just getting knocked out. And it's like, how many times do you want to see somebody get knocked out like that before it, it's too yeah. late? It, and it, it it's just, and it's not TKOs. He's getting clean, like out, like knocked out cold. It's bad. Yeah. No, uh, it's one of those things. It's like, what do you do? And that I think if he, it, he's definitely going to get another fight, obviously. But if he gets KO'd again, I think they're either going to let him go or do you, you think something. does he come back at bantamweight or does he try flyweight again? Probably bantamweight. I think flyweight just drained him too much. Dude, he's not even ranked in Bantamweight. Yeah. Who's he fight? That's crazy. Maybe an up-and-comer, I guess. To give him a name <laughs> off this dude. I don't You're know. You're crazy. Well, that that's what they do in the UFC. What'd you say, Jeff? I was going to say giving him an up-and-comer is probably worse because the up-and-comers are getting like so much more and more skilled. Yeah. Did, did you see... Uh, Darren Till got a fight, and I'm like, yeah. "Who the fuck is that guy? I never even heard of this guy before." No, that, I, I've seen him fight. Um, I think it's winnable for both of them, and I think I think there's a lot more riding on it for Till. Like Till has to win, yeah, against that. But I'm looking forward to that one. I just hope Till makes it to the fight. Right, he's had yeah. too many injuries where he has had to pull out and that's literally the saddest thing and i just hope he's not like uh kane velasquez or uh luke rockhold where he where his mind is stronger than his body because he's talented but he just needs to get to the fight i think he's been spending so much time with hamzat that he's been filling in gaps in his game and that he's going to come back better well he's been training with Hamzat, but he couldn't even make it to the last fight because he was there I mean, he's got to make it to the fight, but he's going to be improved. And I'm absolutely down to see uh, Darren Till redemption arc. (laughs) When was the last time we saw something like that? It's rare. Yeah. Full on redemption arc? Yeah. Cowboys done it a couple times. Uh, I mean, obviously, he never won the championship, but he. There's been people who've put to be, put together pretty crazy streaks coming off some losses. Matt Brown, that's another one. Charles um, back in the day from featherweight to lightweight. Yeah, I think he might be the best example. But. Yeah, not a lot of people, and his, and that's why a lot of people like to bring up his old losses. And I'm like, that's not the same guy at all. And he was young. He joined the UFC at a very young age. You know, yeah, it's, inter- it's interesting to me how. Masvidal did Askren and completely changed the trajectory of Askren's career. And I would say he's largely responsible for knocking Till off the rails a little bit. Yeah. He had, he had a pretty big rebound himself because Masvidal was kind of fading to the wayside. And after he came back from that, um, Oh yeah. Reality show, he kind of reinvented himself too. Now he's kind of in a, back in that downward slump, but he did have a moment where, you know, he did rebound pretty good. He, he's lost to really good guys, though. Um, yeah. I don't 
I don't think like I'm not I'm not super interested in seeing him versus Leon Edwards. Like I think Edwards and Usman got to run it back. Um, Masvidal got to get at least one win. At I, least. I, Gilbert Burns versus Masvidal. Yeah, yeah. That, I, that's I, the I fight to make. I I love that fight. But they, yeah, they're both gonna bring it. And they're both former 55ers, too. Yeah, I, I think Gilbert could beat him. Yeah. I'd favor Gilbert. I'm not the biggest fan of Masvidal all of these days. I feel like he's kind of let things get to his head, and now he's obviously like we're seeing him pay for it with all these losses. Yeah, and lawsuits. It's like every part of his life, he kind of made some major mistake. You know, with all this fame that came to it, you know, with his knockout over Askren. I like Jorge Masvidal. I think he'll be back. To what? Yeah, to really losing? <laughs> on this next fight, for sure. Like, oh, I mean, I, I think him versus Gilbert Burns is competitive. I mean, obviously, you got to favor Gilbert purely just because of his jiu-jitsu. And we don't know what Masvidal is going to look like after getting knocked out that bad. And he's kind of, he's older. No, we've seen, got some, we, we've seen fights since then. Since getting KO'd? Yeah, did, didn't he fight Colby? Oh, he fought, he fought Colby. Yeah. Yeah. And Colby manhandled him, though. Yeah, Colby beat his ass. A little bit. Yeah. That was pretty bad. But what, uh, You know who we haven't talked about that we need to talk about is Jeff Neal with a surprising victory uh, over Vicente Luque. I thought oh that, that surprised me. That shit was brutal, too. When's the last time you've seen Luque on the receiving end of anything like that? I thought Luque was on a nice trajectory. I thought he was going to make it to the top. but Dude, same. That was crazy to me. Yeah, Neil looked like a goddamn just... Not even, I don't want to say a sniper, but... Yeah, he, hey, he looked incredible. And he, and he was coming off like a, a pretty long layoff, too. Yeah. You yes. got people like Bilal in there too. There's a few. What the hell? Shut the hell, Bilal. Yeah, dude. No, the, 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 other... the champ had to cheat against them in order to get out of that fight. The, there's the poked his eye. There's only two other fighters in that division that are going to shake things up, and that's uh, Sean Brady, right? Who's undefeated. He's at fifteen and zero, dude from Philly, who's super talented. And then there's the scariest guy who nobody wants to fight, and that's the Shavkat. yes Shavkat. Yeah, uh, that yeah. guy. Where the hell did he come from? He's sick. Like, he's Brady, fifteen and zero. Shavkat, sixteen and zero. And in this crazy welterweight division, it, it's wild. These guys are these you know new fi- newer fighters on on the come up, and they're serious contenders that we got to keep our eyes on. Yeah. Shavkat is, and I, I, I'm probably butchering his name, but that dude is scary, man. Holy crap. Yeah. I think they feed, you think they do Jeff Neal, Shavkat? I thought F- he's like, looking for a fight, but he, I think he was saying that people have been turning him down. or have Yeah. Been, and, and Oh, nobody wants that with what he did to Magni. Dude, yeah. and Magni's no joke. Yeah, we see Magni on the receiving end of a lot of fights and, you know, where he'd do, you know, not the best, but not like that, you know, like he's always been pretty consistent. Hamzat Shafkat. Obviously, it's probably not going to happen because they want to gear Hamzat towards a title shot, you know, but that fight seems like it'd be crazy. 
Yeah, Shavkat has has hundred percent finish rate. Eight yeah. wins yeah. by knockout, eight wins by submission. Yes. And and that's the craziest thing to me is how good he is at both. Yeah. yeah. That's the new breed, man. That's like the people, you know, you're just coming out of nowhere. I mean, even Yuri was kind of like that, just a fucking mad rush, you know, just out of nowhere, just took the store, like, you know, 205 by storm and just completely. Oh, yeah. You know, now he's champ. It's there's, crazy. There's a few. Uh, at 55, the guy, that guy from Georgia who just beat uh, Sarukian. I'm not familiar. Um, Rukian took uh, took uh, Islam to a decision, like a close okay. decision. Fought earlier on in their careers. He's an excellent grappler. Incredible, right? Fights guy from Georgia. You're and- talking about Gamrot. Yes. Oh, yeah, Gamrot. Yeah. Gamrot's yeah. beast, man. Um, yeah, Gamrot's in the top 10. Yeah, I feel like... And how do all these guys just have the scariest sounding names? Well, because we're, we're seeing you know, the, that part of the world, they're probably realizing, hey, we can make some real money just coming over and doing what we're really okay. good at. And Yeah, instead of just doing like a single... You know, a lot of these people do tournaments, you know, in their home countries for like their respected, you know, martial arts or whatever. And they're like, shit, why not just get big? the big bucks and you know they don't even have to go to the united states they go to one now too if they really wanted yeah so oh, we, we should have learned that there's some punches all right yeah <laughs> should be fine i i i think shop the future of 170 for sure man yeah, he's yeah. gotta he's gonna be fighting for the title eventually for sure somebody well somebody has to step up and fight him because yeah. that hey neil magny did and Neil Magny was the only guy calling for Hamzat too. And and they never gave him that fight because the UFC was like, we don't want to risk this thing that we have here. Let's just kind of coddle him and kind of yeah. protect him. Magny's kind of gangster for that, though. Yeah, well, maybe yeah. he saw something because uh, obviously Gilbert Burns was a, you know, kind of showed everybody that uh, Hamzat isn't invincible and you know yeah. he he can be beat so. Just slowly chipping away at that armor. Yeah, definitely keeping them in the you know the rounds and actually sh- getting more tape on Kamza. It's definitely going to help you know future opponents and people to kind of see what tendencies and things you know. You know the fight that I really want to see is Colby Covington versus Kamza. Yes, uh, million percent, dude. He called him "Come Shot Shemaya." <laughs> <laughs> oh, I get. Yeah. Jeez, I don't know where he comes up with this stuff, but he, uh, he, he's ridiculous. But just the, their styles and the kind of pace that Colby pushes and comes out just going forward, I, I feel like having that as like a main event, five rounder, maybe an insane fight. I'm looking at the rankings, and I could see a world where they try and make Shavkat versus Wonder Boy. Uh, Wonder Boy has a fight, doesn't he? Yeah. Who's he? Wonder Boy fighting. Um, it was uh, yeah, I, I is it is it Sean Brady? I don't think so. No, it was a different. It was a striker because that was the thing. Like uh, Wonder Boy was saying, he wanted to fight another striker, and there. Oh, I didn't know that. 
interesting. But yeah, mm. I can't. Uh, I don't know who it. It wasn't. I don't think. It, I think it was a verbal agreement. I don't think they like. Okay. Announced it yet. Yeah, he he wants to fight um, Michael Pahea, the yeah, dancer dude. Right. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, wonder. I think Wonder Boy mops him. Yeah. I don't know. He might be doing that. <laughs> he doing some wild shit. <laughs> He's doing yeah, backflips in there, doing <laughs> doing crazy stuff. Um, yeah, one seventy crazy division. I, yeah, I I hope it moves along because obviously it would be sick to see the trilogy get run back, you know, out there in England. But who knows what happens? The crazier things have happened because obviously. Usman's still not cleared to fight, so don't know when when he can come back. Colby Covington's just kind of lurking in the shadows. He's kind of up there. Um, who's who knows what's next for him? So yeah, I don't know if he's waiting for his lawsuit to conclude or what he's you know because he hasn't really been doing any public appearances either or even really using social media. Which I think he's trying to clean up his image he's trying i think he's trying to get rid of the whole maga stigma yeah it'd be a smart move to be honest i mean he could still clown on people if he wants but just you know hello nerds and virgins yeah i mean you could talk shit like that that's hey, fine you know like does, does Bilal muhammad does he got anything lined up oh man let's see um Give him Shavkat. What's what's your beef with Bilal? I don't got. I just want to. I just want to see freaking Shavkat move up, dude. I want to see him fight in Bilal's yeah. back. He's he's usually. Oh, oh uh, he he's fighting Sean Brady next. Uh, oh, that's a good match. <laughs> yeah, hands full. Yeah, they're they're fighting at uh, UC two eighty. Word. Okay. That's a good matchup. He's kind of fighting someone below him too, so yeah, but still, still up there in, in the rankings. Yeah, but at least he's taking a shot fighting someone who's undefeated and kind of seen as a prospect, you know? Yeah, because it, it would be a big win for him. I'm surprised they didn't try and do Shavkat Sean Brady, but well, I think they wouldn't make. You don't want to kill off two contenders on their way up. Yeah. Might as well take out maybe the old dogs, you know, with the new blood, you know, at least kind of even out. And then when, when they get to the top, then be like, all right, this is for the number one contender, both undefeated, you know, if they get that way. I think it's does, probably what they're Does Kiesa got anything lined up? As far as I know, no. I would love to see how he bounces back. He's trying to be a commentator. Yeah, he might. I mean, Make money like that, it'd be a little consistent, you know? Yeah. I dark horse vision for a minute. He has an injury. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, so he's not gonna be back for a while. Yeah, he was up there. I, I wanted to see him fight Colby, but that pivotal loss to Luke, that kind of just ch- yeah. changed everything. Yeah, that loss, that fight kind of blew my mind. The last thing you would ever thought in the world is Luke is gonna be submitting Kiesa. Yeah. That's the thing we talked about just how much things can just flip at any moment. It's like 
how many times have they been like this guy's a black belt jujitsu and then like the you know like I, it's not even like a blue belt or something like submits them they go oh my god and what was that one guy's name that came over and just lost all of his uh gas Oh, uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. That's what I was kind of thinking about, too, because it was like they gave him like a nobody, like the guy was all like tattooed out, kind of that. And then, oh, and it, when when he gassed out and got finished, yeah, he got submitted, even though that guy was like a world renowned jujitsu practitioner. That's the thing. It's like people don't consider the all aspects of the sport sometimes when they come over. They just think, oh, I'll get this guy down. I'll just, you know, submit him. I, I forgot about that fight for a second. It was that, uh, that Latino kid that beat him, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that fight. That fight was badass. Yeah, he came around. I mean, most people were just like thinking it was gonna be a gimme for this guy, this practitioner, and just that's the thing, you never know. <laughs> need, need that cardio, man. Yeah. That's especially <laughs> I wonder I the last one, you know, uh when they were fighting like Usman's card was in altitude. I wonder how much that affected some people as well. Probably a lot. Yeah. Because some people, like one guy got gassed all nasty during that card. I can't even remember. Make, hey, it makes you appreciate Luke Rockle's performance a little bit because yeah. he had his nose busted up. He's breathing out of his mouth, hadn't sparred in his training camp at all, and he's at altitude, and he still hung in there. Yeah. He should have got out there yeah. earlier. Just like he should have learned from Fabricio Verdum, who got to Mexico City early and destroyed Kane. Oh, dude, I yeah. the sea level thing bums me out, man. And Kane just bums me out. Yeah, it's a sad thing. He's still in prison for all the things he, you know, that whole old deal. It's unfortunate, but it's the way it is. It sucks the way he went out in the UFC too. Shit, even WWE <laughs> fucked him over too, because like they brought him in like as like a heel against like Brock, and then they just made him lose, and then <laughs> sent him on his way. Yeah, that was all intentional. You you, you think they're gonna want to bring in uh, this guy with brown pride who beat up their number one guy and actually put him over? Hell no! Like, this, uh, this is our chance yeah. to get him back. This is like, we're, they're like we've been waiting for this. We're gonna screw this guy. Yeah, they did them pretty nasty too. Yeah, they well, it's probably Vince handled everything so wrong. He handled a lot of things wrong, apparently, <laughs> because he got out of his own company now. Like that was his choice. Yeah, always. Yeah, it his responsibility, unfortunately. But but man, it's crazy. You wouldn't think this would be uh, Diaz's last fight, you know. In the UFC, well, they've been mistreating him for so long. You know, people can only take so much before they're like, "All right, it's it's time to pack it up. Let's get out of here." But like, do you guys realistically think he's gonna be able to take Comsat out? I wouldn't count him out, but (laughs) I I, I don't know if you guys saw the press conference. He he said that he's like, ah, he's like, I stopped training. He's like, I'm just gonna go in there. I don't care. He's like, beat me up, whatever. Hey, yeah. Crazy things happen sometimes. Yeah, yeah, Bisbing was on a movie set and then flew in. He's like, let me take this title real quick. How about, how about this? Favorite Nate Diaz moment? 
I have I have more than a few. But one of one of my all-time favorite Nate Diaz moments is when he knocked off Cowboy Cerrone's cowboy hat. Oh, at the face-offs. Hair down. Mm-hmm. And then the and then in that fight, they touch gloves, but Cerrone pulls his hands back and gives him the finger. In between rounds, I think it's two and three. Cerrone's getting his ass beat by Diaz. And Diaz is in his corner flipping him off. Yeah. Not even to his team, not nothing. And Cerrone's just in his corner getting put back together. It's one of my top moments. I always like um, that video he did with Dana White when they were kind of at odds and he did the thing where he slapped them. <laughs> Dana White actually posted that. I don't know what, like, what the agreement were. Like it was for him to fight or whatever, but he was like, all right, fine. I'll let you slap me. Also, like the whole press conference and everything leading up with like Connor was just fucking pretty damn funny too. There's some pretty notable quotes and just the water bottle incident. Like, oh, so many things where you're just like, it was such a hell, like hellscape of a descent, you know? It was crazy. Him, it was fun. Him beating Connor. Yeah. Uh, and, and I'm not that surprised. I mean, so people sick. quote that to this day, you know? Yeah, That's that was. He made himself a star. Like, you know, like he, as they kept telling him, they can't, make, you know, raise the level. He can't, you know, he's not like his brother. He's not like that. And then to do that, he raised the bar for himself and really, you know. Oh, yeah. Or the moment. catching. God, don't crucify me for misquoting the fighter, but I think. Kurt Pellegrino and a triangle and then flipping off the entire stadium, no hands while he's tapping. Yeah. He's had some really, really good moments. That's swag. That's badass. What about you, Jamie? How'd you guys uh, said all the ones that I was going to say? So, Oh shit. My bad, man. That's all good. It's all good. Um, you know, those are all the great moments of his career. So it's just, it, it just sucks to see, him have to go out like this because I, I want him to win. He, he definitely has a chance to win, but it's like, is he going to take it serious or is he, did he really not train or did he really stop training? Um, I just don't want to see him. Just want to see him get beat up. I, I think that no matter how this fight goes, if, if he decides to continue fighting, his value will not change. And that he could go to another organization, probably make more money, like a lot of other people do, and that it's not going to count against him. Yeah, I don't but know if I want to see him. If, if I want to see him fight after this, he's on a losing streak. Yeah, I'm. I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. I mean, it, he did. Was, he's been talking about his promotion that he's creating. You know, Real Fight Inc. So. Uh, who knows true. you know maybe he's just gonna put on a different hat i mean even like they asked him about doing the gregor three still and he said he would still consider doing it in the future so it's one of those things who really knows what he has planned i mean i, I think out of everything he just wants to get out of his contract and get out of this situation so wow after it, this fight it's gonna have a lot of answers it's it's funny you say that i wasn't even thinking of that yeah diaz mcgregor three seems like it'd be perfect right now but but they, McGregor wasn't ready. He hasn't even tested with USADA for over years, supposedly, what people say. But well, also, UFC doesn't want to put him over. 
because imagine they put together that fight and they ended up paying him millions on the way out, and he t- he just beat their biggest star again. Yeah, it is true. Hey, you got some ghosts there, Jeff? Yeah, did you, did you guys just see that right now? I didn't see it, but I saw you just turn around. Yeah, no, my screen door just freaking closed for no reason. That's all right. Whatever. Dang. The ghost, they got you, boy. Yeah. For you. We're, we're, we're coming to get you, Barbara. No. Mm. So. But yeah, I, it's frustrating that someone like Diaz coming off losses, they're like feeding him to Leon Edwards and now Hamzat. I shouldn't say feeding him to Leon Edwards, but making those fights, not not trying to build him whatsoever. Yeah. Well, I think he... that's what they were trying to do is make it so they wouldn't have to pay him or come to terms of what his, maybe he had some in his contract negotiations, like he wanted very specific things and they're just like, we're not going to do that. Like maybe he'd been wanting to fight, do this promotion on the side, you know? Because like people like Masvidal and stuff have like their better bare knuckle organization and stuff and maybe they were maybe hardballing them a little more about that it's tough to say but um what do you guys think about ferguson fighting at 170 against the leech he should he should hang it up yeah i i'm not super into it um the matchup doesn't make a lot of sense to me um i think it's winnable for ferguson i think it's obviously winnable for leech yeah. uh but if you're taking that kind of brutal damage at 155, I feel like all of that accumulated moving up a weight class to people who are more dangerous and have more power on their feet feels kind of risky. Like I don't I don't see how he improves on his skill set going up to 170. Yeah, he's not like a really big guy at 155, you know, so to go up to 170, it's just, I don't know if he just wanted to not cut weight, maybe, maybe he's been having issues cutting weight with his age or things like that, maybe that we don't know in the background, and that's why he wanted to do a 170 to see, but, um, maybe I guess, but, yeah, he was training with Winklejohn too, so I don't know if that was something they recommended him to do. And that's why, because even Leach, when he was first presented, was like, I'm not going to be able to cut down to 155. There's no way. And they're like, no, he wants to fight you at 170. And he was like, what? He's like, that's weird. And Yeah, and, and it's interesting, too, because Leach, that doesn't seem like a fighter you would think the UFC would want to put over by beating Ferguson. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, the whole thing doesn't make a lot of sense. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, well, just yeah, to be clear, uh, Ferguson fight. has fought welterweight before. He started his career welterweight. Um, but, yeah, I don't think it's like, obviously, he wants to go back to his old weight class, but it's just like, yeah, at this point in your career, even with so many you know, changes in your uh, training camp, that's never a good sign, right? Oh, dude. And I'm going to harken back to one of our older episodes before the Chandler fight, and I want to say even before the Benil Dariush fight, I think it was leading up to Dariush, 
we were talking about all the damage he's taken Mm -hmm. and how it could be like detrimental to his performance and so on and so forth. You know what I mean? Since then, look what's happened to him. Yeah. Has it gotten any better? Almost ripped a limb off him and Chandler just obliterated him. Just put him fully unconscious for the first time in his entire career and to move up a weight class where the threat of that is even more present. I respect. Yeah. Hopefully he wins, you know, but, but then uh, what? Yeah. It feels, feels risky. Yeah. And then if he be, if he beats the leech, was it, were they going to feed him to Shavkat or something? Jeez. Yeah. Uh, Imagine it's just, that. It, it, it's just one of those things. I, I think he had his time, right? He, he was the interim champion and, uh, he had some really good fights, but it's just like he's taking so much damage, and it, it, yeah. I, I, there's really no signs of it getting any better for him, and it just sucks because obviously he I, he's older. Um, and you think maybe they're trying to send him up for McGregor? See, that's what I was I was leaning towards. Get, like he gets to fight McGregor or something. Yeah, if he win. wins, like they'll be like, all right, you got to win. At one seventy, we know you're not like in their head. They're like, yeah, we think Connor could beat this dude at this point, you know. Because that's always, just, like, I think they lean on. I don't know. I'm just glad that they didn't, like, put him up against Poirier or something like that. Because that would have been... got booked today, too. Yeah, Poirier Chandler. I love that fight. Only a three-rounder, too. It's going to be a barn burner. That's the matchup, you know. I think that they wanted from the get-go, but Poirier was kind of a little more hesitant, I think, and then... A little scared. Yeah. Oh, Here yeah. No, Chandler. Yeah, I, I know he lost to uh, lost to Gaethje and Oliveira, or whatever. But he's a problem, dude. Yeah, he he. I mean, he put both of them on their heels. I mean, it, it could have been flipped on either side on both those fights. Like it, literally, Charles was literally within seconds of being stopped. It just, I I feel like there's some refs that possibly could have stopped that fight with Oliveira. Yeah, imagine that. That would have changed everything. Yeah, it would have been crazy. Bellator would have been super happy. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, that was just one of those things. And now look at what Charles has done. You know, it's crazy. He's and, missed weight. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> quote, unquote, that was a – even that whole situation was jacked up. So, uh, did you just hit us with some Oliveira slander, Jamie? Yeah, he's an Islam fan. He's fucking – he follows Ali. He, all of the dudes on the freaking Twitter. Nah. Islam's sick, but your player hating on, on Charlie Olives. That's nuts. Yeah, he missed weight. Come on. Rules are rules. Ah, the, the scale was all fucked up backstage, dude. Yeah, they scummed him hard with that. It's because people were changing it. So he thought he was on weight. If <laughs> he wasn't, that's even worse. That's got to be the worst feeling. I still can't believe, speaking of missing weight, uh, Cormier doing the towel trick and it working like on camera. He's pressing on the towel and then fucking makes weight. No one says nothing. I don't yeah. It's so I don't, crazy to me. He wasn't pushing down on anything. He admitted it at his Hall of Fame. Was down on the towel. Like, I might have been. Yeah, that was a funny <laughs> moment, dude. He's like, I might have been holding on to the towel. I just want to be like, I think it was a little <laughs> drunk too, though. Yeah. So. There's some weight scandals. GSP, Nick Diaz. Or, Back in the day, yeah. 
Even Khabib, never at Abu Dhabi, like literally walked on the scale and they're like, all right, you made it. And he was like, ah! Was all... <laughs> yeah, that fool didn't make weight. That's why that fool never wants to fight again. That fool can't make 155. He's, hey, he's never coming back. I th- I think Khabib would tear it up at 170. He's big. So, I mean, yeah. it's possible. Well, they want I would love to see him at 170. Well, he's over 200 pounds now. You see that they're uh, Ferguson was saying that they are they do want to do the tough with him and Khabib, but the only person that hasn't agreed to it is Khabib. Tony's a let it go, man. <laughs> why? What would that? Why would they even do that? Like, because he thinks what? he could draw him out of retirement if they're like in the same room together, you know, like and just calling them shit. He's ah. Khabib would murder Ferguson. Yeah, especially now, it's just not even a debate now. Yeah, yeah, but maybe that's why. Maybe they'll fight at 170. Now, Dana offered uh, Khabib to do a grappling match, and he's like, I'm not doing anything, leave me alone. No. Wow. Respect, he's got a good legacy, man. And he's as a coach, uh, doing you know, Eagle FC, he's doing a lot to make MMA better. Yeah, and he's young, he never, aside from. Michael Johnson, I don't think he ever took any damage at all, right? I mean, Gage he only was one round to um, Connor. Yeah, Gagey hit him a couple times, but not like Johnson. Yeah, he got yeah. out, like, got free pretty much. Good for him. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't want to see him come back. It's like he made that promise, did what he had to do. That gap yeah. from. You know, Khabib to the you know next person is just so wide. So, yeah, I I mean, I I I'd feel fortunate to see him fight again, but I think he should just stick with being retired. Too much of a risk, especially with that much time off. How much he hasn't really been training. I mean, they he definitely does do a lot of like work with his you know trainees and things of that, but it's not the same as training for a fight yourself, you know. And and who's he gonna fight at fifty five at this point? Islam? There's no way. Charles. Yeah, I think Charles wins. They, I think that would be the only thing yeah. that he would want to avenge. You think? But, you think? You think Charles beats Islam? I'm not convinced. I, I, I think Oliveira is just incredible, but that wrestling man. Yeah, I mean, Charles, his jujitsu is super slick. So it is, but yeah. like, I think we're gonna know within the first round how most of that's gonna go. You know, like. I don't know. We just saw Usman and Edwards, and we yeah. thought we knew how that was going. Well, that's the thing. Anybody could be a Silva thing, where he's getting, you know, Anna Silva, Chell Sonnen, where Sonnen's about to be the champ, and then just one fucking one mistake, he lost that entire fight, yeah. and then I, got beat down even worse in the second one. I think with Islam, if because sometimes Islam will just like stay on the feet for a while to kind of prove a point. You know, I think that would be extremely dangerous against Oliveira because clearly Oliveira just has insane power and just like his strike placement is like incredibly elite. And he makes people, he makes people that have really good chins like a Justin Gaethje just, he touches them once and he's rocking them already, you know? Yeah. I mean, that was like when he, 
you know, did that jab against Chandler, and Chandler just was like immediately like, oh, <laughs> I yeah, was, like surprising to me. I'm like right off the bat, especially after the first round, you're like, I don't know, Charles is going to turn this around, and just like that, that one punch, you know. Well, Gaethje did an interview where he said that Charles was the person that hit him the hardest. He like felt it in his tongue. Yeah, he or he fessed up to that. Yeah. Wow, I, I've man, if I would have guessed, I would have said that Gaethje would have said uh, Poirier man, he's, probably hit the hardest, but he said it was Charles. Wow, that's scary as hell, man. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I'm putting my money just, on Charles next month. Charles over Islam. You, you're 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 gonna put money on Charles. Yeah, yeah he's gonna vote for Prop Twenty Seven so he can online gamble. All right. I'll, I'll already feel, do that. I think it's a close fight. I would feel good betting on Charles. Is, I, the, is the betting line out? It's one of those ones I could see either one win, but I want Charles to win. I'd lo- like, love to win. I is want it, him to win out of both of those. What, what, do we know the odds? I can pull them up right now. Because yeah. to me, they're probably going to favor Islam or, or it's a pick em. Let's see. Um. So let's see. They have an order by card. One second. Okay, so Charles is yeah uh, plus one thirty five, and Islam is minus one fifty five. Oh, not like too crazy. Pick them basically. Yeah. Uh, see, I, if they had Oliveira as like minus three hundred or something obscene like that, I'd probably bet on Oliveira. But pick him, I, I don't know if I put money on it. Yeah, I might want to stay away from that. Yeah, but hey, it's been good, like talking about MMA and whatnot. It's been a hell of a you know year so far, just with the amount of things that they've played out. I mean. God, we've been spoiled with some crazy cards. I mean, even like if you've been watching the Contender series or any of those type of things, it people are going for it. So it's been nice to see. Nice to see. And like, I'm starting to see a lot more people talking about it. You know, MMA Good. in general. So it's best sport cool. in the world. True. Yeah. Let's do this again before the Charles Oliveira Islam Makhachev card. Deal. Yeah. That sounds like a plan. Are, are we at time already? Uh, well, it sounds like Nate's trying to wrap it up. Oh, I know. I just, we got 15 hey, minutes, you know, before it. Jamie has to go to sleep. So that's why yeah. I'm like, I got, I'm, I'm getting the ball rolling so we get our final things in or, no, or what we, points we want to make. It uh, it feels like we've been talking for 20 minutes, but I'm sure yeah. it's probably yeah. an hour and a half or something. Yeah, it's been like an hour and a half. All right. Well, Jeff, I want to publicly thank you for putting on that Broken Vow Take It to Heart show out there in Yuma. I heard a lot of positive things from them when I saw them the next day in California. Good. Love to hear that. So I uh, tell everybody, go play. You want to play a show in Arizona? Hit up my guy, Jeff Yuma. Go play Yuma. Awesome scene. We got some shit in the works, as always. All right. I'm I'm, I'm trying to catch up. I, I just announced my fourth show earlier today. So what'd you announce? Uh, I, I got hit up to do this, um, uh, kind of help put together this weekend with, uh, this band change from the Pacific Northwest. And I, Oh, that flyer I just saw with change and take it to heart. 
that's that's your show yeah yeah oh good shit man thank you that's a cool lineup dude i saw that flyer i didn't realize that was yours yeah yeah i, I put that together so uh shout out to change shout out program take it to heart fading fast from las vegas rejection pack okay. from boise uh who else we got on there i'm, I'm drawing a blank I'm, I'm forgetting one more band I, oh firestarter I, from I, la cool sides coming back the rare cool side set sick so i saw it because hella vegas people were posting it because oh really fast is on it yeah that's, that's dope i i hope vegas comes out that would be sick to see a lot of the vegas homies yeah vegas a hey, vegas has been killing it with their shows too man yeah shout out black path uh they're they're doing cool shit i'm i'm very stoked to see them get some cool stuff because I, I know they just got that um tonight was the um, vein regulate living weapon tour yeah i well i think i think we have it we i think it's phoenix tonight but i think they had it last night I mean, but it i saw last night. I from it it looked like it was just packed just hundreds of people mm-hmm. Look, yeah so shout out las vegas hardcore shout out our buddy jet always killing it dustin aaron eddie yeah Ian. hey jet right now he's playing guitar for vomit forth oh really i, I had no idea and, it, and it's 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 super interesting because spirit world was on a part of that run I so ne- it's just like never heard vegas. Of it's cool to see jet in a band like vomit forth doing badass shit like that yeah it seems very fitting for him i'm i'm, I'm a huge fan of jet so i'm stoked to hear that he's out there doing cool shit yeah same well, thank you, Jeff, for, for doing that. How is Dimview? You guys still working on it? Yeah, no, 100%. Um, we're in the process right now of just trying to put out more music. Um, we, we've been getting like really, really good out-of-town offers, and we've had to pass on a couple of them, which... it isn't necessarily like my favorite thing in the world, but mm. in the spirit of us being able to like put out new music, like it'll be worth it in the end. But we got, we got hit up for one that we're in the process of discussing that is in Phoenix. And I'll tell you about it after, because it's like a pretty cool one. And I know it's a band that you like. For sure. And Beg for Life still still moving because I I got to see you guys recently out here in California, which was cool. Oh yeah, no Beg Beg for Life for sure still at it. Um, we we had to cancel a show this past weekend. We were supposed to play with uh, Gates to Hell and Constraint, mm-hmm. and ended up just you know last minute emergency thing kind of happened. We couldn't play, but uh, we have a show lined up in October with uh, with Purgatory. It's the last Purgatory show on the west ish coast mm-hmm. we're at and there's some other stuff that hasn't been announced yet that's really exciting hell yeah it's, it's awesome to hear yeah yeah so with you nate no you know me working uh i got some big things planned but can't really talk about them now yeah <laughs> next podcast we'll definitely be able to talk about it yeah well I, hopefully it's a good talk too yeah hopefully uh, yeah okay. so, some big shit going on in nate's life but um next podcast we will we'll be able to reveal if it was good or bad right yeah i'm trying to get uh front row black pink tickets but you know the blinkies are keeping me out 
yeah it's, it's a rough go but all right this was awesome we got number 20 in the books we'll be back next month for 21 thank you guys for always being down to do this uh I really appreciate it. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. People love listening to us to talk about MMA, so I appreciate all the new listeners and all the old listeners who stuck by us. This is seriously some of the best podcasts and some of the most fun ones that I do. So thank you guys again. Yep. See you on the flip side. All right. Goodbye.